Seed to Sound, presented by Banks, a podcast for cannabis professionals. Colorado Edible Company 1906 combines natural botanicals and chocolate to create what they deem new highs. That means low-dose and fast-acting products that enhance your everyday life through high-quality ingredients. 1906 was founded on the premise of redefining what it means to be high, and they're always seeking excellent employees to enhance their entrepreneurial mission. Today, we talk with CEO Peter Barsoom about 1906's ever-expanding team, how the company got its name, and even his favorite cannabis strain. Welcome back to Seed to Sound. I'm Samson O'Neill, a business development manager here at Vanks Gigs. I'm with Peter Barsoom, the CEO of 1906. Peter, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I wanted to ask you about your time at 1906 and your role as CEO there. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so I started the company, uh, it's now been almost uh, four years. Um, It was in January 2015 uh, that I started the company. I had been in finance for about 20 years. And the genesis of 1906 was really to create a line of edible products and a brand for people like me and my wife, high-functioning adults for whom cannabis can be an important part of your daily life, but your life is not about cannabis. Um, And we had come out to Colorado in January of 2015 uh, so it had been a year after legalization uh, had started, um, and that's what that, that's what the genesis of. But the original idea was to create a line of brand uh, branded products for high functioning adults like ourselves. Awesome, absolutely, absolutely. So your background was kind of the polar opposite of the cannabis industry. Do you mind telling us more about that transition? Yeah, it was. Uh, look, I spent 20 years in finance, and in some ways, it uh, really prepared me well for this role. Finance is the most highly regulated industry in the world, Um, and I ran highly compliant, uh, regulated businesses over the last 20 years. So in one sense, the shift was pretty straightforward um, because a lot of what we need to do is deal with regulations and how to run a compliant business, uh, whatever whatever it is. So in that sense, the, it gave me very good training. Second, Absolutely. yeah, and second, a lot of what I have to do as CEO now is dealing with regulators, lawyers, investors, and uh, to that extent, um, uh, my training in, in finance has served me really well. What's exciting about this is creating products that people actually can and want to use. Creating credit cards, mortgages, and credit derivatives products have a role in some people's lives, but not in, not in a lot of people's <laughs> lives. And this is just a lot more interesting and fun. And then kind of the, the last piece is the impact. The impact on consumers who are using our product, the impact to the communities that we operate in. So the the quality of work and the meaning that I derive from work now uh, has never been higher. Excellent, excellent. And so that that name, 1906, is a bit unique. How did you guys come up with that, and what was the significance? Great question. Uh, So that's the year that the Wiley Act was passed, which effectively started the era of prohibition of cannabis. And our mission is to bring cannabis back to its pre-prohibition status when it was legal, safe, widely accessible, And secondly, to highlight the failed century of cannabis prohibition. 
And so our first tagline was that it took more than a century for the world to return to its senses, which is still very much true. Absolutely. And the last piece is, you know, as a number, people just remember numbers more easily than they remember can of this or can of that. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. Excellent. Um, and so kind of elaborating on the, the culture and values of 1906, could you dive more into what makes your company unique? Uh, I think we have been very purposeful about creating a culture that's organized around a few simple principles. Number one is a commitment to excellence. Everything we do, whether it be the creation of our 1906 swag to our products to how we show up at a dispensary is done with intention and excellence. If it's going to have the 1906 name on it, if it's going to be done uh, by one of our employees, um, that's a core part of our culture. The uh, second part of our culture is that we think about culture also, right? Um, And so we try and create an intentional culture that's inclusive of uh, people and that really respects people and treats them as part of kind of the 1906 uh, family. The third thing I would say is I want people who are in it for the long haul with us. Sure, uh, sure. I mean, obviously lives change and people's situations change and they need to move on. But I'm proud to say, at least up until this point, that um, nobody, nobody's left the company that we that we didn't want them to leave, frankly. Um, yeah. And so we want to keep uh, the, uh, the the great talent that we have here. And then the last thing is we just have, in general, kind of a no-jerks uh, policy. Um, I don't care how great you are. Uh, I don't care who you are, how smart you are, anything else like that. If you can't work well and function as a team, you have no place at 1906. I've spent too many years in an industry like finance that, didn't abide by that policy, um, that that was absolutely critical uh, to what it is we're trying to build. Excellent. Yeah, that, that emphasis on culture really does go a long way. And, and we start to see that, you know, a little bit more in cannabis where, um, you know, obviously it has high turnover. It's been a tough industry for a lot of people to stay in. But, uh, we, you know, from the staffing side, we've seen wonderful things over at 1906 and that culture as well. So uh, excellent. So what other you, challenges? You, you guys have helped Make the team. So <laughs> Fantastic. We are appreciative. You know, Vangst has been our partner from the beginning, whether it be in temp positions that you help us fill um, in order to make products and get product out the door to Definitely. some of our key hires that you've helped recruit for. You guys have been critical to our success. Excellent. Well, we appreciate the good feedback and we continue the re- to continue the relationship as well. So. Um, excellent. What other challenges have you faced in this space that may be different from the, the previous life that you were in? A lot of what we, first of all, th- this industry and this sector is rife with challenges. That's the mm-hmm. first thing. There isn't a day that goes by that doesn't have some sort of challenge. And they come in all different types of, of flavors. Um, but a big part kind of overall of the challenge that we have underlining everything that we do is the fact that we are we're changing society, we're changing culture, we're changing the way in which people perceive and understand cannabis, we're changing the way in which people, in fact, live their life. 
somebody who finally has a good night's sleep because they have a midnight product or um, the fact that we're trying to expand into other markets like New Jersey and Today I met with you know a senior official uh, from New Jersey who visited That's us, fantastic. giving her a tour of the facility and explaining that yeah it's not just about you know pot shops on every corner and you uh, the risk and fear of kids getting into cannabis or people smoking on every single street corner are unfounded. Those are some of the challenges that that we have. We have a hundred years of prohibition that we have to undo. We are in year five yeah. in Colorado. So to kind of get more specific on, on something that 1906, I know, was one of the first to start doing in the edibles market, um, uh, you know, for the consumers without a science background, how, can you elaborate a little bit more on the lipid microencapsulation process and how yeah. it separates 1906 from its competitors? So when we, when we started the company and I came out to my first trip to when after – Colorado had legalized cannabis, went to dozens of different dispensaries, noticed three things um, about the edible, noticed a couple things about the market in general. The first is if you smoke flour, and I do, the quality of the flour that we smoke has gotten so much better in the last, call it 10 years. Absolutely. We have clean, green, certified uh, organic cultivators out there. We have a wide variety of different strains um, that you can target either the flavor or the effect that you're looking for. I love Blue Dream. Um, that's my that's my go-to. Uh, and uh, the quality of what I smoke right now uh, could ne- has never been better. When you then look at what people consume in terms of non-smokables, it leaves a lot to be desired. And what we really saw is three major problems with the edibles market. Number one is most products taste bad. Strong, hashy flavor, poor quality ingredients. Frankly, it's things that most of us wouldn't put into our bodies if it didn't have cannabis in it. Number two is they have no idea how it's going to make you feel. At best, it's labeled indica sativa hybrid. um, And even that doesn't really mean anything in the edibles context. Uh, And so I smoke Blue Dream because of the way and ma- the way it makes me feel. Other people may smoke a certain type of OG uh, strain or some Kush or something else like that because of how it affects them. And third is that there's a long delay between when you ingest and when you start to feel the effects. So those three things, poor quality ingredients taste bad, have no idea how it's going to make me feel, and I don't know when it's going to kick in. That really is a market that only serves people who either really need to or want to get really stoned. And for the rest of us that don't have six hours to have a date with an edible, it doesn't work. Absolutely. And so those were the three things that we said needed to get right. If we're going to attract serious adults into the market and have cannabis be a potential substitute Uh, or supplement to alcohol, pharmaceuticals, and all the other things that we do in order to perform better. Absolutely, absolutely. And I know there's no no shortage of horror stories for most edible users. So a process like that would absolutely help alleviate those pains. Exactly right. And part of it is we have to overcome some people who've had a negative experience with edibles or they know somebody who's had a negative experience with edibles. Like if you, you know, many consumers will say, ooh, edibles, even flower users will often be like, 
oh, I don't do edibles. Um, mm. And so getting fast acting, right? So what we wanted to try and do, Samson, is create an edibles experience that comes as close to possible as a flower experience. So we use single strain organic uh, cannabis in each of our different experiences, and it's printed right on there so you know exactly what strain it is on there. We utilize plant medicines with cannabis to deliver specific effects so you know this is for energy, this is for relaxation, this is for sleep, just like you would walk into a dispensary and say, I need something to help me with blank. And then number three is the fast-acting piece, um, which utilize a lipid microencapsulation technique that is a technique that was developed in the pharmaceutical industry and for which we have an exclusive patent on. And what that does is it effectively bypasses your first gut digestion and gets the THC and the CBD into your bloodstream uh, uh, much faster. Easy way to think about it is it's like putting the THC and the CBD on a bullet train through your body. And it goes through your stomach into your bloodstream, crosses your blood-brain barrier, and you start to feel it within 20 minutes. No other company in, in the U.S. has our fast-acting technology. Excellent, excellent. And so, so kind of doubling back to the, the plant-based medicine side of things, how did that find its way into the product that you're currently selling? That was from the beginning. We, I'm a big believer in cannabis. Cannabis is one of the most amazing plant medicines that man has ever had, that nature has ever offered us. There are hundreds, if not thousands of other plant medicines that are available to us as well. And if we want to target very specific effects, cannabis alone in edible format is insufficient to do that. If I, if I have you eat just something that's made with Blue Dream, versus something that's made with Durban poison versus something that's made with a you know a strong Afghani strain, you're not going to get the same differential effects as you do when you smoke it. So how then do we create an edible that does what it is that you want to do? And the, the, the key in that insight was other plant medicines that work with cannabis in a synergistic way. Um, and so if you take, for instance, Go... Uh, Go uses caffeine and theanine, uh, which when paired together are going to give you an energy boost. Caffeine is the best central nervous stimulant that we know. Um, And for 90 plus percent of the population, if they take caffeine, they feel an energy boost. Um, So in every one of our different experiences, we've identified and sourced safe plant medicines that are effective in a single dose and work synergistically with cannabis in order to deliver that desired effect. Excellent. Fantastic. And, and so kind of, you know, taking a step back towards the bigger picture, how has working in cannabis changed your personal perspective on the plant and the industry as a whole? What it's changed for me on the plant is we keep discovering more and more ways in which this plant can be beneficial. It feels like it's this endless gift that keeps giving us uh and whether it be new molecules whether it be same the things that they're realizing cbd how beneficial it is for us what we know today three four years ago we we didn't know um new molecules in the plant and 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 how those could be tapped into 
create uh, better experiences or even create better pharmaceutical drugs. I think we're just at the beginning. That's what's so amazing is, again, I come back to, we've had a 100 years of prohibition. That means very little research, very little consumer experience um, in a legal regulated way, uh, very little new products being created. So it is the wealth of knowledge that has yet to be created is what excites me. Fantastic. And so kind of taking into account that hundred years of misinformation, what would you say the biggest myth about cannabis is that you would personally like to dispel? I think the biggest myth that I'd like to dispel is that it's not about getting stoned. That's the biggest myth I want to expel. Absolutely. Cannabis in low dose, you can be very functional. It's not just for quote unquote stoners. It's not for lying just on the couch, whether it be uh, as a topical that you put on your elbow before you play tennis or whether it be a go bean that you take before a workout or midnight before you go to sleep. It's not just about getting stoned. Excellent. Excellent. So for new people entering the industry, what advice do you have for job seekers? Call you, Samson. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Yep. Can't help out. You know, uh, I really think you guys are providing an incredibly important service, not just to companies like ourselves, but to also job seekers. Because it would be hard to know how is it that I enter the market. You know, I have a certain set of skills and I want to enter into the market. It's hard to figure out what companies are the right companies, where to navigate. The job seekers need you. So call (laughs) 1-800-BANKST. And and we need them. Uh, Fantastic. So, Peter, appreciate you joining us today. Is there anything else you would like to add? Nope. Thank you. Keep doing the great work that you guys are doing. Fantastic. Thank you, Peter. Appreciate you joining us today. Seed to Sound, presented by Vangst, a podcast for cannabis professionals. Produced by Hannah Holmgren and Catherine Jamiro. Music by Tyson Weigel. For more information, visit www.blog.vangst.com. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name is Kira Reed, and I'd like to invite you to be inspired by the women who are leading in the cannabis industry. Each week, we will discuss empowerment, leadership, and what it means to be a woman in charge in marijuana, hemp, and CBD. As the founder of the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, I have had the great pleasure to get to know many brilliant and talented women who are CEOs, executives, politicians, advocates, and community leaders that are focused on creating a cannabis economy that is just, fair, and equal. We'll learn how these women make decisions, how they navigate a predominantly male industry, and what they're doing to level the playing field for women. I hope you'll join us.